Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Radio Mystery Theater presents... G. Marshall. It is said that no one is so old that he cannot live another year, nor so young that he cannot die today. And thus, we have it clearly stated, the mysteries that surround each of us, life and death, age and youth, some are spared, some are taken. Why? If we only knew... We'd like to get uh, what might be called a psychological profile of the murderer, ma'am. Yes. Tell me what you know, Sheriff. Oh, you know, the victim was shot. Yes. He was also stabbed. Ah. He was also poisoned. All three? All three. Now, what could this tell us about the murderer? Obviously. She was a very insecure person. Our mystery drama, The Code, written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Russell Horton. I'll be back shortly with Act One. have fallen in love with American names, said the poet. The sharp names that never get flat. The snakeskin titles of mining claims. The plumed war bonnet of medicine hat. Tucson, Deadwood, and lost mule flat. Yes, young Paul Wagner knew all those names and a thousand more. In 1936, he ran away from the drudgery of an Iowa farm and joined the circus. I'm getting ahead of my story. It wasn't a circus, exactly. More of a carnival. And not really a carnival, neither. I guess you could call it a a sideshow. (laughs) I hadn't fallen in love with all those American names, nor with the circus business, but with a woman. A woman like I'd never seen in all my born days. And here she is! Ishtar, named after that ancient Babylonian goddess of love. Oh, yes. She was a star. And she was also the magnificent Hindu queen. Her royal majesty, the Maharini of Kuchbahar. She knew all the mystical magic of the inscrutable Orient. She was tall. She was slender. She had long black hair and flashing black eyes. Oh, and a smile that could warm your heart. And also chill you to the marrow of your bones. Yes, I worshipped her. But from a distance, how could I ever hope to approach her? Then, one night, it happened. Everything happened. And here she is! The Grand Duchess Selena of the Lake 
late royal court of the late royal czar, Nicholas of Imperial Russia, Helena. She reads the mind. She probes the innermost mystery of the human psyche. The human... Jack! Of the... Jack! Somebody open... I can't breathe! Okay, kid, what are you doing in my trailer? Well, I, I'm not a kid. I, I, I'm 21 years old. That's still a kid. I, uh, I, I wanted to tell you how sorry I am about your husband. My husband? Yeah, the, the fellow who died last night. Oh, he wasn't my husband. Oh. Oh, uh, well, you, uh, traveled together, so naturally I just thought... Uh, uh, <laughs> naturally. I, I was watching the show when he keeled over. I, mm. I'm the one who ran and got the doctor. I, I'm sorry I was too late. Mm, it wasn't too late. We all gotta go when our time comes, and good old Jax was due. <laughs> Overdue, if you ask me. Well, thanks for dropping by. Adios. I, uh, I had a, another reason for coming here. Oh, don't tell me. You want a job. How did you know? I read minds, don't I? Sorry, kid, I can't use you. Nothing's open. Well, this fellow Jack, his job's open. No! You can't be a plow jockey one day and then walk into a job like Jack's the next. But I can do it. I know I can do it. Sorry, kid. Look, I took $100 from the bank, all the money I had in the world. And for the last three weeks, I've been following the show. I've been listening to Jack. I can say it exactly like he does. Well, anybody can be a barker. Oh, maybe. Sure, I can use one of the concessionaires. Well, I suppose you can. But um, does he know the code? The what? The code you use in the mind-reading act. Who told you there's a code? I cracked it. I don't believe you. I, I don't say I know all of it, but I'm sure I figured out the system. Um, I have a gentleman here. Uh, that means a middle-aged, bald-headed guy with glasses. I have a gentleman means a young guy. Um, uh, what is this means a fountain pen. And can you tell me means a watch. Hey, uh, well, wait, wait a minute. Uh, tell me what he's thinking means he's worried about a woman. Does he have cause means the woman's much younger than he is. You uh, want me to go on? <laughs> you're going to have to break in a new partner. Hey, you're a fresh kid. You know that? I'll work hard. What's your name? Uh, Paul. Paul Wagner. <laughs> All right, kid. I'm going to throw you to the wolves. Let's see what happens. Once you move the people inside the tent, you pick out your mark, uh, the one whose mind she's going to read. Oh, that is, she's going to read it through me. I have to get somebody set up. Always pick on a bald-headed guy, a nice, stout, plump, middle-aged, bald-headed guy. <laughs> and there's always one in the house. Yes, sir. Uh, before the Duchess makes her appearance, uh, is there a problem she can solve for you? Well, Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh -huh. Health, wealth, love, what is the nature of the problem? Uh, well, there's this little girl. Uh-huh, love. She ain't a day over 19 years of age. The peak of pulchritudinous perfection. Whereas me, well, uh, well, I ain't exactly over the hill. You might say I, 
Just about reached the crest. Uh-huh. And the question, the perfectly natural question, is it you or your bankroll? Have no fear. The Duchess shall read the truth. The Grand Duchess Elena, who reads the mind, who probes the innermost secrets of the deepest psyche, Grand Duchess Elena! Speak! I have a gentleman here. Is he bald? Of middle age? Does he wear spectacles? See, ladies and gentlemen, the Duchess has been blindfolded to your complete satisfaction. She stands with her back to the audience, and yet, she sees all. Nothing is concealed from her. Duchess, tell me. What is he thinking? He is worried, the gentleman. Concerned over an affair of the heart. But she is much younger. Is not that so? Exactly. Exactly what he just told me. Is that not correct, sir? He fears she loves his money. Precisely. But, Duchess... Is it true? Is she really after his money? Wait. I must feel them further. The vibrations. What do they tell me? What? Yes. Say to the gentleman, he will always have these fears with a young girl. Say to the gentleman... Marry a nice widow, or attractive spinster. <gasps> the vibrations have spoken. She was a hit. She was always a hit. And the crowds that keep coming in to ask her, ooh, you'd be surprised the personal and intimate questions they'd ask her. Usually, we'd only stay in town a couple of days or a week. But here, business was so good, we'd been almost a month. Well, late one night... Hello, son. Uh, what can I do for you, sir? I'm the sheriff. Well, we, uh, we got our permit okay and everything, sheriff. You don't remember me? Let me take off my hat. Well, well, you do look familiar. I'm the bald-haired gentleman whose mind was read by the princess a week or so ago. Oh, she's not a princess. She's a duchess. Well, strictly speaking, she ain't a duchess neither. Her name is Juanita Schultz, and she hails from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh. Well, uh, what's on your mind, Sheriff? It's a pity she ain't here. She could read it. Where can I find her? I think she's gone to bed. Suppose you could wake her up? If, uh... If it's important. Would I ask if it wasn't? Carnival folks and the law. At best, it's always a nervous relationship, if you know what I mean. Anyhow, I told her what was up, and she invited the sheriff inside the trailer. I'll come right to the point, Duchess. I want your help. We've had us a murder. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, what would we, the carnival, have to do with the murder? Nothing. Just that I want the Duchess here to help me solve it. The Duchess? I can't solve it myself. But you're the sheriff. All I know how to do is keep the peace. Besides, the folks who may have done it, they're all, uh, well, more or less good friends of mine. When did the event take place? About a half an hour ago. 
That's why I'd like you to come up there now whilst the clues are still fresh. This is old man Loomis's place. He was 92 years old, but hale and hearty. Matter of fact, he was fixing to take himself a bride. A bride? Yeah. He was about to resubmit to the bonds of holy matrimony. But who'd want to marry a man of 92? Well, son, you remember that gal I asked the Duchess about? Her. Her? Yep. Druzy. Druzy Malone. The one that was even too young for you? Exactly. Well, why would she want to marry him? Because he had... He had a million dollars. Everything clear? Where is poor Mr. Loomis at present? Doc Calibert and the coroner had him taken down to the morgue at the hospital. And what had taken place here? Somebody thought they heard a shot. They telephoned my office and saw I come up here. I rang the bell. There was no answer. So I tried the handle. The door was unlocked. I walked in... And I seen him sitting there in that armchair, dead. He'd been shot. Well, to tell you the truth, I thought he'd been poisoned. Poisoned? Yeah, it was this coffee cup laying on the floor near his feet. It had a funny smell. I took a small sip. It was arsenic. But you said someone heard a shot. That's right. Then I looked and... I could see the little blue-black bullet hole in his forehead. Well, then he had been shot. And there was blood on his shirt from what looked like a wound in his chest. Doc said he'd been stabbed. He'd been poisoned, shot, and stabbed at one and the same time? All three. Yeah. But not necessarily at the same time. Well, which one of them killed him? Well, we don't know. And that's what we want to ask the Duchess. But what can I tell you, my friend? Duchess, we got three suspects. Yes. Fred, Frederica, and Ferdinand Loomis. They're the old man's adopted kids. They none of them never got married, you see. They've been waiting to inherit old man Loomis's money. Well, then why should they wish to kill him? The old man was going to marry Druzy. And she'd get all the money. This is the room in which it took place, you say? Yes. Let me close my eyes and see what the room may tell me. What, um, what vibrations do I receive? Ah, yes. Certain things are being revealed. The four people who are involved, Miss, uh, Drusy Malone and the two sons and the daughter. Do you know where they are? Uh, we're out looking. We'll pick them up sooner or later. And uh, the fifth principal, Mr. Loomis himself. You say he's in the morgue? Yes, ma'am. Shall we visit him? Perhaps he may be able to tell us something. Well, what can he tell us? The man is dead. That does not matter. It doesn't matter. No. If he has something to say that is important, he will find a way to say it. 
That's an interesting thought. Does all knowledge and communication pass away with death? Can the departed no longer communicate? Oh, we don't mean through seances or voices from the grave or other assorted hoaxes of that nature. There are statements that the dead can make. If you don't believe it, come back for Act Two shortly. There's a lady of all work in this particular sideshow. Her name is Juanita Schultz. But it is also the Maharani of Kuchbahar who dances with a king cobra. She is also Ishtar, who performs the fertility rites of the ancient Persians. And last but not least, the Grand Duchess Elena, who claims she can probe the psyche and read the mind. She has somehow persuaded this small-town sheriff that she can actually do it. Uh, leave me get somebody to open up the morgue so you can get a look at the old man. Look, Juanita, what are we doing here? Relax, kid. This hayseed sheriff actually thinks you can read minds. Oh, listen to you. Three months ago, you were just another hayseed yourself. He doesn't know it's all a trick, a code. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. Besides, I think he's kind of cute. That bald-headed old... Baldness can be a sign of virility. Juanita! Listen, kid, pick on a girl your own age, huh? But I love you, Juanita. Oh, in ten years I'll be an old lady. Oh, you'll never be an old lady. <laughs> You're sweet. Don't treat me like a kid. Look, what do you want to get mixed up in this for? Oh, when one of these small-town sheriffs asks you for a favor... You have to say yes. But suppose you can't solve the murder for him. He's got three suspects. Anyone will do. Oh, oh, here he comes now. I, I have to get back into character. All right, let's go, Duchess. If you're ready, lead the way. I follow. So this is the morgue. How bright! How white! And this, ah, this is all that remains of um, the, the gentleman's name again. Loomis. Old man Loomis. Ah, yes. Oh, poor Mr. Loomis. He has left us in the fullness of his time. Duchess, he said he might be able to tell us something. Yes, I said that. Well... Is he telling us anything? Oh, look at him. He scarcely appears dead. He sleeps. Such a peaceful, happy smile on his face. It tells us much. It does? <gasps> what? Have you found out anything? Oh, yes. Well, can you tell me what? When I am at liberty to make the revelation. Well, when... When will that be? It is out of our hands, Sheriff. I must speak to the others. Most of the time, I really didn't know what to make of her. I never knew quite how to figure her. Oh, sure, sure she was. Juanita Schultz from Philadelphia, PA. But she was also Ishtar. 
and the Maharini and the Grand Duchess Elena. And maybe, just maybe, there was such a thing as magic. I got them all lined up for you to see, Duchess. Yes. I beg your pardon, Duchess? Oh, it is nothing. This is the first time I have seen you in the daytime, Sheriff. Oh, yes. Uh, what, what, what is it? Oh, remarkable. You look so much like him. Him? Grand Duke Boris. The Grand Duke Boris? Yes, a cousin of the Tsar. He was my, uh, uh, my betrothed. And the two of you, it is one face. Both of you, bold. Well, with whom shall we speak? I'll call in the oldest brother, Frederick. Why would I want to kill the old man? This is what you must tell us. I didn't do it. He was shot. You own a gun? Yes, I own a gun. I am told by the doctor... That this was the gun that fired the bullet. But that didn't mean I fired the bullet. Well, it was your gun. Everybody knew I had it. Everybody knew where I kept it in the house. Anybody could have taken it and fired it. You claim to be innocent. Yes, ma'am. How old are you? Forty-eight. And how long have you waited for your inheritance? What does that have to do with it? Year after year, you wait patiently for the old man to die. But it seems that with each passing year, he grows stronger. He does not lose his faculties. He is still vigorous. And now he decides to take a wife. That isn't true. It is not true that he has decided to take a wife. That I was going to do something, that I did something about it. Very well. You have been extremely helpful. We shall talk again. Is he the one who done it, Duchess? That will be revealed in time. Yeah, well, how does it look? The outlook is uh, clouded. How come you couldn't read his mind? It happens. Yeah, but you were able to read mine that night. Because your mind was open to me. You see, Sheriff, to read the mind requires two people. I didn't know what she was doing. She was giving him that Grand Duke and Duchess stuff, but he knew she was a girl from Philadelphia. Did she expect him to swallow it? Well, maybe he wanted to. Then they brought in the sister, Frederica. I'm told that there was arsenic in the elderly gentleman's coffee cup. That doesn't mean I put it there. Could have been anybody. But you are the one who tends the garden, do you not? What about it? Do you have, perhaps, a small shed where you keep the tools of gardening? And, and what if I do? Would you happen to have a quantity of arsenic? I don't know. 
I don't remember. But uh, if we were to speak with a chemist in the town, might she not be able to tell us that you buy it on occasion? Oh. What if I do? Did you place it in your father's cup? No. May I ask your age? Do I have to tell you? It's a matter of record, Miss Federica. Okay. Fifty-seven. Had you ever married? No. I find that very hard to believe. You are attractive. Oh. I could never get to meet anybody. All day, all night. I had to work here in the house. For him. Why? What else could I do? You could have gone out into the world. And done what? There are jobs. Oh, sure. Sure. Jobs. For people like me who haven't been trained to do anything. Jobs that pay enough to starve on. Ah, then you were afraid. All right. I was afraid. But I always figured that one day I'd come into my share of a million dollars. I could get myself all fixed up, you know? Travel, see the world, maybe... Maybe meet somebody. But she came along. Yeah. She came along. Out of nowhere started making those eyes at him. A senile old fool. You saw the fortune slipping through your fingers. Mm, you bet I saw that. I saw it begin to melt away dollar by dollar. And therefore, what did you decide to do about it? What could I do about it? With his money? Was it? Was that how you thought of it? As his money? Did not you and your two brothers come to regard it as uh, your money? Well, maybe. And so, if he were to die quickly, before he could change the will, before he could marry, it would truly be your money, would it not? But I didn't kill him. Ah, well. We shall speak again soon. <laughs> And you are the one who is known as Ferdinand. Yep. The Bowie knife that was found near the body, it belongs to you. Yep. This knife was used to stab him in the heart. You're aware of that. Yep. And, of course, you have the motive just as strong as your brother or sister. You, too, would lose most of your inheritance. It is not so? Um... Yep. You claim you had nothing to do with your father's death. Yep. But you knew about Miss Drusy Malone. Yep. Did the thought of the coming marriage bother you in any way? Nope. You stood to lose money, did you not? Yep. But that did not matter. Nope. Very well. We shall speak further. Um... Listen. Yes? You want to know who killed my father? Of course. Who? Who do you think? The sheriff. He's a man of very few words. But when he decides to make a statement, he certainly picks some that gets your attention. The sheriff? We hadn't looked at it from that angle, although... Some of you might have been ahead of us. Can the sheriff be the killer? You know you'll have to be told this, among other things, in Act Three.
it is with some murder mysteries. You reach a point where you start to suspect everybody. That's one way to come up with the right answer. But this technique also has its drawbacks. Where everyone is potentially guilty, it stands to reason that everyone can also be potentially innocent. We must separate the goats from the sheep shortly. The sheriff? Yep. And why do you say the sheriff? Why not? His gal Druzy left him. I, um, I believe that is not quite the fact. It was the other way. Nope. She had a chance to score with Pop. That was a better deal, and she took it. You are saying the sheriff killed Mr. Loomis because of Miss Druzy Malone? Even a fortune teller like you could see it. He was nuts about her. Mm, the sheriff was jealous. That's all there was to it. The sheriff? Yes, ma'am. You don't know how gone he was on that sweet little gal. Well, this is a most serious accusation. Oh, sure. But you see, I was downtown with Papa this day, and we run into him and Druzy. Papa says to him, who is this vision of loveliness and delight? And the sheriff introduces her, and Papa says, Sheriff, I'm going to steal her away from you. And he did that very thing. And you accused the sheriff of the murder. Then the Mary knew he was going to lose her. <laughs> and if looks could kill... But looks do not kill. Of course not, but bullets do. Knives do. Poison does. And I guess he wanted to make sure he's your man. It sure sounded logical to me. Of course, I was jealous of the sheriff because I could tell she liked him. But why couldn't it be true? After all, didn't the sheriff have just as good a motive as anybody else? Maybe even better. No. Why do you say no? Because my vibrations deny it. Sure. What do you see in him, anyhow? I told you. <laughs> I think he's cute. So? Where do you go from here? There's one person we haven't talked to yet. Who? The one who brought it all about. Druzy. Druzy Malone. Yes, ma'am. That's my name. Druzy. And what can you tell us? Oh, ain't it all just awful? Yes. Oh, to think that... Pure-hearted soul is now gone from us. Yes, but he has gone to his reward. That's my only consolation. Is it true you were engaged? Yes. It had just been announced last Sunday. I suppose in the eyes of the Lord, we were as good as married. And you were in love with Mr. Loomis. Oh, yes. With all my heart. How old are you? Nineteen. And Mr. Loomis was, I understand, ninety-two. Oh, but he was such a young ninety-two. And when did you last see Mr. Loomis? Why, um, it was on the night... 
Last night. We are informed by the coroner that he died at about nine o'clock. Oh, yes. Oh, poor, poor Mr. Loomis. Well, I had come by at about six to fix him a little bit of supper. And when did you leave? Oh, I guess it was about eight. You came at six and you departed at eight. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Miss Malone. Perhaps we shall speak about this further. Leave me now if I can be of further help. Meanwhile, bye all. Now, Paul, mm. there's a girl you might want to consider. Now, wait a minute. Oh, she's very pretty. I don't care. Oh, she's really the one you should be after. Maybe if you weren't so stuck on that sheriff, you'd realize he's the one you should be after for the killing. The sheriff? Why not? The sheriff shot, stabbed, and poisoned Mr. Loomis? Why did he do all three? Because he was mad enough. My boy... This calls for great meditation. And she did just that. I couldn't get another word out of her. After a while, the sheriff came in and asked about what progress she was making. I could tell by the free and easy way they were talking that something was either going on there or about to start. And I didn't like it one bit. I remind you of this fella, this Grand Duke Boris, you say? Oh, yes, yes. You are, as they say, the very image. And uh, you were in love with him? Oh, with all the passion and fire of first love. Look, uh, none of this is solving that murder. The impatience of youth. What throws me, Duchess, is that he was shot, stabbed, and poisoned. I never heard of that. Ah, but this is nothing new. It has happened before. It has? And not only was the poor fellow shot and stabbed and poisoned, he was also drowned. No. Oh, yes. Where? In St. Petersburg. Florida? Russia. Oh. Uh, to whom? Why, to Rasputin, of course. Rasputin? Oh, yes. You see, he had cast a spell upon the Tsarina. Ah, poor Alexandra. Well, what happened? It was during the war, you know. And they thought he was a German spy. And so several noblemen of the court invited him to a party. They poisoned the cakes. They poisoned the wine. And that didn't kill him? Oh, no, no. They also had to shoot him and stab him. And that didn't kill him? Oh, no, no. He ran out of the house. Eh? Oh, yes, to the river, the Neva River that flows through St. Petersburg, and he fell through the ice, and he drowned. So, you see. Yeah. Rasputin, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, what does this have to do with old man Loomis now? The answer is coming to me, slowly, in its own time. You must permit me to meditate. It's no good, Juanita. What's no good, kid? How much longer can you go on protecting him? Who? The sheriff, that's who. Well, what makes you think I'm protecting the sheriff? Because you're in love with him. 
How do you know I'm in love with him? He's guilty, and you know it. How do I know it? Well, you just told us the story about that uh, Rasputin fellow in Russia. Well, what about him? Well, except for the drowning part, that's exactly what the sheriff done to old man Loomis. Is that a fact? The sheriff came here last night. The old man offered him a cup of coffee. The sheriff spiked it, but it did no good. So then the sheriff stabbed him, but the old man still refused to go. So the sheriff finally had to shoot him, and that's what happened. You did? Uh, 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 will you answer it? Uh, uh, hello? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on, sir. Uh, it, it's for you, the oh, coroner. It's about time, too. Uh, hello? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Oh, is that a fact? Oh, my. Oh, well, I, I, I wish to thank you very much. Now what? Now we must do what you see in all the detective stories. We must assemble everyone here in this room. The scene of the crime. And we did it. The sheriff brought everybody in. The, uh, the three children of the late old man Loomis. Children? Well, yeah. And Miss Drusy Malone. The sheriff has asked me if perhaps I might assist in the catching of whoever it was that killed poor Mr. Loomis. And so, now I may say, I know who is the murderer. Yeah? Well, who? Mr. Loomis was killed by Miss Drusy Malone. That's a lie. Is it? I didn't kill him. He was shot. I didn't shoot him. No, that is true. He was stabbed. I didn't stab him. Of course not. He was poisoned, and I didn't do that either. No one says you did. Then how can you say I killed him? He did not die of the bullet, the knife, or the poison. He didn't? No, Sheriff. None of these. Then what did he die of? Sheriff, do you not remember... I said, let us go to the morgue. Perhaps Mr. Loomis himself could tell us. But Mr. Loomis said he couldn't tell us anything. Oh, but he told us everything. Remember the look on his face. How contented. Do you remember the smile that was still on his lips? What about him? She was at blissful peace with the world. A man who dies a violent death does not die with a smile on his lips, does he? Well, A man who is shot dies with a look of, of shock and surprise. A man who is stabbed has a look of, of agony. A man who is poisoned has a face that is twisted with pain. But you remember the look of Mr. Loomis. It was positively angelic. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean? Miss Malone, you know why he died. How would I know? You cannot be prosecuted for the crime. Indeed, it was no crime. She committed murder? And it's... Not a crime. Since when is making love an act of murder? Miss Malone, it's what happened, isn't it? All I did was just kiss him. Of course. And I... 
I suppose it was just too much for him. He just keeled over and dropped dead. What a way to die. Then you knew where Fred kept his gun, so you got it and shot him. And you knew where Ferdinand's knife was, and you stabbed him. And some poison from Frederica's gardening shed, and you lined the coffee cup with it. Well, why, Drusie? Why did you do all that? She wanted the police to suspect all three of them. Because if they could be convicted of a murder, they couldn't inherit the estate. Drusie... You weren't married to him yet. How could you inherit? She thought that as long as they were engaged, she would have a claim. But, Drusy, that ain't true. I know that now, Elwood. I know now I was a fool to leave you for him. Won't you take me back, Elwood? You're the one I really love. Well, Drusy, I'll tell you how it is. I seen old man Loomis laying there in the morgue with that smile on his face. And I realize now that uh, there, but for the grace, it could have been me. No, thank you, Drusy. You need a young fella like this one over here. No. I was too broken-hearted to console myself with Drewsy. Juanita gave me the carnival because she wanted to settle down with Elwood. And so I traveled all over the country trying to forget her. But I couldn't. And one day, I found myself in town again. And I just had to see her. Yes? Uh, uh... Is this the sheriff's house? I'm looking for his wife. Paul. Huh. You don't remember me. No. Oh, this isn't you. It can't be. I told you I was an old lady, Paul. No, no. Where's Ishtar and the Maharini and the Grand Duchess Elena? Gone, Paul. Gone with all the make-believe. No, you were all of them. It was only a code, Paul. A code to provide us with an illusion. Sooner or later, I had to grow old. Just as you must grow up. It was only a code? (laughs) That's all it was. Only a code. And he walked away from there. I don't know where he went, but he walked away from the carnival, too. I suppose he walked into the grown-up world of reality. I hope he didn't discover that it could be a carnival, too. I shall return shortly. Jack and you went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his gun, and you came tumbling after. Childhood accidents are a normal part of growing up. And some of them just can't be prevented. But too many children undergo other types of suffering, and it can be prevented. It's called child abuse. Child abuse is physical, emotional, or sexual abuse of children, and it's also neglect. Every year, millions of helpless children endure child abuse in one form or another. 
Approximately 5,000 children a year die from it, and it's no accident. This is Roy Rogers. And Dale Evans. Reminding you that child abuse can be prevented. Write Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690. That's Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago. Remember, abused children are helpless unless you help. A public service message of this station, the Advertising Council, and the National Committee for Prevention of Child Abuse. WWJ Detroit. It all begins simply, and even innocently enough, doesn't it? We use some word when we mean another. And then we use words that disguise rather than reveal meaning. And after a while, no word really means what it's supposed to. Before we know it, all language becomes a secret code. If you don't believe it, just take time out to listen to the language that's spoken all around you. Can you make sense of most of it? Our cast included Russell Horton, Carol Titel, Robert Dryden, and E.V. Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. There are those who feel that the cause would be better served if you died at the end of a rope. The choice, life or death, must be yours. All yours. After all, it's your life. Yes, my life. Yes, Roddy. You're fighting for your life. (laughs) 